Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023. I am Mark Beavis. On the program today, the Bank of Canada has held the key lending rate at 5%. We're going to look at the latest news there. Plus, Canada's job numbers were strong in August, but immigration was even stronger. We're going to look at how the influx of new immigrants is affecting the labor markets. And Google is going on trial tomorrow, being accused of antitrust violations. We'll update you on that situation. The number of investors buying houses in Canada as opposed to individuals is climbing. We're going to look at those numbers. RBC gets the go-ahead to buy HSBC Canada. I'll share the most obvious quote of the day there. And finally, if you trade in crypto, it's quite likely that you use one of only eight global exchanges. Let's get started with today's news. In what was pretty much a widely expected move, the Bank of Canada last week opted to hold its benchmark interest rate steady at 5%. And so over the last 18 months, the bank has now raised uh, its rate from effectively zero to the current level of 5%. Um, in its statement, which came out uh, with the decision announcement, the bank said that it remains concerned about the persistence of underlying inflationary pressures and is prepared to increase the policy interest rate further if needed. This decision uh, came with the overriding picture that the economy is starting to show more and more signs that it might in fact uh, be slowing. And if we look at the July labor force survey as an example, Canada lost 6,000 workers uh, during the month and the unemployment rose to 5.5%. And this is now the uh, third consecutive or was the third consecutive month uh, of increase in the unemployment rate. And the trend was reversed with the most recent August numbers. And we're going to look at those uh, in just a moment here. Also part of the Bank of Canada decision rates, obviously they would have factored in the most recent GDP numbers, which showed that uh, Canada's economy contracted by 0.2% in the second quarter of 2023. Uh, a lot of people are starting to take this as another sign that the economy uh, may be either in um, or headed towards a recession. The central bank's interest rate is now at a 22 year high. I just mentioned in the previous segment about the job situation here in Canada. And according to Statistics Canada, we added 40,000 new jobs in the month of August. And that sounds like good news. However, it was offset by the addition of around 100,000 new people. Officially, the economy added 39,900 jobs last month, and this caught quite a few people off guard as it came in at roughly twice the level that had been anticipated. If you take this, uh, this new number of jobs and you couple that with the addition of 103,000 new people, the employment rate actually dropped slightly by 0.1 percentage point to its current 61.9%. If you look at the sectors that were most affected, 52,000 jobs were added to the scientific and technical services category, and another 34,000 jobs were added to the construction sector. But when it comes to where jobs were lost, the education sector was hit pretty hard. It lost 44,000 jobs in the month, and manufacturing positions shrunk by 30,000 positions. When we look at what's happening so far in 2023, Canada's job market has grown by 174,000 new positions or an average of about 25,000 new jobs a month. But Canada's adult population is gaining an average of 83,000 people every month right now. So that's around triple the number of jobs that are being filled. And if this trend continues, then uh, Canada immigration right now is on course to set a new record of landing more than 580,000 new immigrants this year. Uh, obviously, the supply of workers is growing far more than the demand for workers. That can't be good for our employment numbers. 
Hey folks, as many of you know, in addition to this YouTube channel, we also have the Investing Academy. This is our online platform and we work with Canadians of all ages from across the country to help educate about investing and financial issues in general. The course material is designed to take you from a raw beginner to a fully confident investor. I will put a link in the description of this video and maybe check us out. Now back to the video. One of the largest antitrust lawsuits in the US is due to start tomorrow, September the 12th. The US Department of Justice has filed a civil antitrust lawsuit against Google for monopolizing search and search advertising. In the suit, Google is gonna effectively have to prove that it's not using its position in the sector to cannibalize its competition. The trial is expected to last about 10 weeks and it's going to look at Google's exclusive dealing uh, arrangements with companies such as Apple and Samsung, as well as its habit of preloading its services on Android devices. An additional feature of the original allegation, which has been removed, was that Google rigged its search engine and designed it to boost its own products over that of its competitors. But this part of the lawsuit was previously dismissed by the judge who's overseeing the trial. As you might imagine, Google has a number of pushbacks to these allegations and its overriding message is that they have a stance that people actually don't use Google because they're forced to or because they have to, but it's because they simply want to. And they point to an example of Mozilla, which back in 2014, it signed a five-year deal which made Yahoo its default search engine, but the users kept switching it back to Google as the default. Um, on Microsoft's search engine, Bing, apparently today, the number one search query is actually Google. And I know myself, um, I prefer the Google search platform, so if I'm on a platform that forces me somewhere else, uh, I make the decision to go back there. Uh, they also argue that there is plenty of competition and they point to platforms like TikTok, Reddit, Instagram. They add that today you can ask G uh, ChatGPT a question, of course, or you can just go and shop directly on a platform like Amazon. This lawsuit actually reminds me a lot of a lawsuit that was filed way back in 1998 that the DOJ filed against Microsoft. And in that suit, Microsoft was accused of dominating its rival browser at the time, which was Netscape, some of you may remember that, uh, by bundling its own Internet Explorer browser for free into the Windows operating system. And in fact, in June of 2000, a U.S. District Court judge had actually ordered Microsoft to break itself into two units, one which would produce the Windows operating system and another that would produce uh, software, including Microsoft's Internet Explorer browser. Um, obviously, Microsoft appealed this order and the DC Circuit Court of Appeals actually overturned the ruling. And in 2001, the Justice Department said that it was no longer going to be seeking uh, to break Microsoft up. So even in this case here, if, if Google loses the suit, it could still appeal hoping for a result similar to Microsoft's uh, back in the day. How important is this to the Google platform? Well, Google's search engine advertising revenue in 2022 was $162.45 billion, and that accounts for 58% of the company's total revenue. According to new data put out by the Bank of Canada, investors are now accounting for 30% of all residential real estate purchases made in Canada, and this is data for the first three months of 2023. Um, in the same report, it was noted that the percentage of first-time home buyers shrunk to 43%. That's down from 48% for the same three months back in 2020. Repeat buyers also fell to 27.5% down from 30% over the same time period. This data reveals the growing influence that investors are having on the Canadian housing market. And in a note accompanying the data, the Bank of Canada said, the presence of investors in real estate markets can amplify price cycles. During housing booms, greater demand from investors can add to bidding pressures and intensify 
price increases. So this obviously is not great news for the average person who's trying to get into this very difficult housing market that we see ourselves in now. Also included in this report was that there has been a slight uptick in what are categorized as highly indebted borrowers. And this includes those who have a mortgage that is 4.5 times greater or more than their annual income. Um, also, the share of new mortgage borrowers who spend more than 25% of their gross income on a mortgage payment, that was 29% in the second quarter. And this compares to only 19% for the second quarter of 2022. So we're seeing the impact of inflation and on the price of, of housing, the price of mortgage carrying costs uh, having a very significant impact on our economy these days. Finally, the report also indicated that house flipping has been on the rise for the past two years. Uh, this is considered a transaction where uh, buyers sell a property within 12 months of the purchase. Uh, that said, they do note that this type of activity still only accounts for less than 3% of the overall transactions in the first quarter of this year. I was away part of last week, so I didn't get a chance to cover the story here, but the Competition Bureau has approved RBC's $13.5 billion takeover of HSBC Bank Canada. It reported that they find that there probably won't be a significant lessening of competition. And I would say significantly is the keyword here, uh, in which is probably the most bizarre quote of the day. In its report, they state that the merger would result in a loss of rivalry between RBC and HSBC Canada. And I think that's pretty obvious. They could have paid me the consulting fee to determine that if one company takes over another one, they probably will lose that rivalry, but that did form part uh, of the report. In its report, the Bureau did also note that there were instances that they had found evidence that there would be a loss of competition. And specifically, they noted that HSBC Canada had materially affected RBC um, offers in a number of products, including mortgages, they said high interest savings accounts, GICs, and business loans and accounts. As part of its review, the Bureau looked at more than 1,500 submissions from Canadians. And the deal, it should be noted, does still require approval from the finance minister and from the banking regulator. But the data that comes out of this report will be used by the finance minister in his decision-making process. It was November 2022 when RBC first announced its proposed takeover of HSBC Canada. And uh, if approved, uh, the deal is expected to close in the first quarter of 2024. If you are active in the cryptocurrency markets, you might be aware that nearly 92% of the market depth occurs on the top eight platforms. And uh, as an example, Binance, which is the world's largest crypto exchange, it, is, it accounts for more than, or it has accounted for more than 30% of global market depth so far in 2023, as well as 60% of worldwide trade volumes. For context, these eight exchanges are just a very small number of the uh, hundreds of crypto exchanges, many of which see uh, very little trading at all. In August, crypto trading volume declined to the lowest level of the year, uh, monthly volume of spot and derivatives trading was $2.09 trillion, and that's down 11.5%. And this is now the second lowest monthly total since August of 2020, according to information from CC Data. Coming up later this week on Tuesday, tomorrow, the antitrust suit against Google will kick off and also um, Apple's product launch date is tomorrow. So that's always very widely covered. On Wednesday, we have the US inflation figures coming out and we'll see what impact that has on the Fed's next rate decision, which comes uh, September 20th of this month. And the current odds are 93% uh, that the Fed will pause rates. 
Uh, so we'll see how, you know, if this has any impact on that. Um, also, Dollarama uh, reports on Wednesday, and that will give us some insight into the Canadian retail earnings space. Thursday, the European Central Bank will announce its rate decision. So again, there's some in insights there into the global economy. I'm here every Monday and Wednesday with this uh, trending news report. If you haven't already subscribed, I would urge you to do that now. As always, I do have a link for the Investing Academy in the description below. I look forward to seeing you in a couple of days.